And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And we're all ready, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We are ready. Uh, and guys, I'm certainly ready to hit the button for the theme song for the movies we've seen. <laughs> Robert, what movies have you seen? Oh, baby. Um, I watched RoboCop because it's always a good time to watch RoboCop. Have you played the game? Have you played the game? I've not. Uh, I've, I've heard some people like it. Um, and I was a little skeptical because it's like, I feel like for it to be good, you have to be fighting either. It feels like when you're RoboCop, you have to be like invincible. Like that's kind of the whole point, right? You walk in, there's a guy, a million room full of uh, guys with guns and they shoot him. No one hits his face. Yeah. Um, but he's just standing. He just gets to stand there and then slowly love his gun with like the, the, you know, four or five like bullets at once. It feels like shooting out. Um, well, the movie just like rocks and I love all the practical stuff and I don't make them like that anymore. Freeze maybe, creep maybe. and don't aim for my mouth. Yeah. You are not allowed to shoot my mouth. Uh, there was a story recently that came out, or a documentary, and there was a clip from it that came out. Did you guys hear about this? Mm-mm. That he, there's like the scene where they're in like the big industrial plant at the end, and Robocop literally like stands out over balconies, like, here I am, Boddicker, and then they all shoot him and miss. He slowly walks away. They like miss him. Um, and I guess before that scene, like when he's all up in the makeup, he can't really you know, grab stuff on his own or you just, it's just hard for him to, to move and, and stuff. And he was demanding an Oreo. He really wanted an Oreo and someone had to feed it to him. And Peter Weller, the, yeah, Peter Weller, the actor needed an Oreo, needed an Oreo and like, was like not willing to do. He was like, no, we're not going to do the shot. I'm going to, I'm going to eat an Oreo first. And then like when he eats an Oreo, guess what? I mean, you guys have had an Oreo, like you get black crumbs in your teeth and stuff like that. So it like, so not only when he, would he eat an Oreo, but like someone would like, you know, a person would have to come up and like clean his mouth, like clean Oreo, <laughs> help him make sure he's like ready for the shot. And it's cutting back and forth between the guy that I either witnessed it or was feeding him. And then like back to Peter Weller, who was like, listen, I love that man to death, but like, I have no idea what he's fucking talking about. Like that did not happen. <laughs> so I, I don't know who to believe, but, um, and I, I don't know if that's exactly what prompted me to rewatch it. Uh, like I said, it's always a good time. Seeing if you get little Oreo specks in his teeth, just like, maybe as that's, a... yeah, you know what? I, maybe I'll rewatch it again and I'll, this time I'll make sure I'll, 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 I'll look at the, uh, I'll get a Blu-ray and I'll make sure I don't see any Oreo pieces anywhere. Uh, it is very funny to think about too. Like Robocop needs Oreo. I think that's what they said he would say. Get me the double stuff. Yeah. He does like the little, he has like the data pike that comes out of his fist and he like clocks it in the computer at one point, but instead he like spears, you know, five Oreos. I actually think Mm -hmm. the ratio in the double stuff is better. He dunks it in the, uh, Robocop eats out like that brown baby food. He's like dunking it in it. (laughs) (laughs) That part is really funny in the movie. Like uh, one of the, one of the like 
business guys like taste it. And he's like, tastes like baby food. And he's like, knock yourself out. And like, and he's like, mm. <laughs> do you guys have like, a well, real quick? Do you guys have or an Oreo question? Do you guys have a preferred Oreo? Standard baby. I know Standard. I some people like the golden. I think that's blasphemous to like the golden more than the original Oreo. But I think the cream ratio is perfect. I don't really think I need a double stuff or a quad stuff or anything. The the whatever the uh, the quad stuff or the mega stuff I think is too much. I like double stuffs more than the normal. And what I really like are the thins. Oh, those are pretty good. Thins are good. Those are pretty good. I like the concept of the minis, but they're usually like they just taste staler and not as good. I feel like that's that's a that's bad. Max, you seem disgusted. I was just confused. So you're a hydrox I, maybe man. I just, maybe I just don't know what the thins are. That's a thin cracker. They're like they truly look like, like the the amount of cookie is like super small. It's almost so like a yeah, it's cream. almost like a cracker. Yeah. So you just don't really like the cracker part of it. Is that what you're saying, Andrew? Cracker. It's a fucking cookie. It's a fucking cookie, dog. I thought you just said cracker. It's like a cracker. It's like it's thin yeah. enough to be like it's it's really cracker thin, my dude. Yeah. Whatever the cookie part. You don't like the cookie part. I, I I mean, look, as a kid, we used to take those apart and like just go for the stuffing inside and then discard the cookies. I'm not like that. I I do Ooh, what? <laughs> as a kid, that was that was like a kid thing we would do like with friends. We would like take it you apart. You and your friends did all dislike the cookie enough that you would throw the cookie parts away? Maybe not throw it away, but like maybe eat the eat the inside and then like dunk the the cookie in milk and then So I think as kids we didn't really like the cookie that much now it, wow. you know, like now i'm fine with the cookie i think it's fine do you think that robocop had his o- oreo or as rob says his oreo oreo <laughs> uh did he did he have it twisted off did he have it split into two pieces did he have it dunked or do you think he just like fed him the whole thing the implication even? to me was it was just a full oreo no no twists involved um he like he has like the his strength is too great. He tries to do. It. He's like fuck. And just, it just, just like destroys d- it. Disintegrates in his hand. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah. So I I don't know. Maybe that's hey. Maybe that's just the up for the sequel to yeah. that documentary. Max, what's your favorite Oreo? I don't have. I don't think I have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. You Oreo. can't pick. Do you even do you even <laughs> like Oreos? They're okay. Like okay. I've had them. I'll I'll eat them from time to time. But I. I wouldn't. But are they, are they always the original snack. when you get them? N- not always. I feel like I may have enjoyed the mint at some point, and I don't know. There are some colors <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> I don't even really know like what the Oreo options are because I don't really go for them. I mean, I they, they've done a lot more. Oh, like, there's weird so variations many... of the cream and stuff now. Yeah, and... there's some weird varietals now. There's like there's birthday cake. There's red See, velvet. You're getting there's... too far away from the core flavor, in my opinion. I. I feel like give me like the orange cream ones or Halloween. That's fun. Maybe they have a bat printed on them, but I don't want like the taste to be different. Sure. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything's better than the original formula. So that's my hot take. Uh, what were we talking about? Movies. Oh, um, you got me on this Oreo kick. You guys, I watched, uh, please don't destroy the treasure of foggy. Mountain. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this. Uh, I liked it. Didn't necessarily love it. I think it's funny. I think because it is uh, three, you know, funny guys from SNL that I was definitely comparing it to your pop stars and your hot rods and maybe even your barb and stars, all all alums. Um, And it it was funny, but I would just go in, you know, 
the little tempered expectations. It's not, I didn't find it riotous or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some, there's some fun stuff in there. And I think those guys are for the most part, uh, pretty funny and talented. And I would be interested to see, uh, if they could do more stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it did, you know, not the only project that was sort of, uh, brought down a bit by the strike and not being able to promote it. But, um, yeah, I would, I would tell folks to give it a shot. Uh, I believe it's on Peacock. Peacock, right? Yeah. Yes. So also not ideal to, that it's stuck on one app. Like that. I know Peacock. Oh, Rio. Peacock. All right. Well, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what movie he see next to know how he pronounces it. I hey, I told you I watched Robocop and I also watched <laughs> Please Don't Destroy. Um the other movie I watched was Death Proof, the Tarantino. Oh movie that was part of the uh two films in uh grindhouse with the eli roth feature in there as well oh in fact the he did one of the fake trailers in that for thanksgiving and then that is what i believe maybe i mentioned that on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. that is what became the current thanksgiving horror movie that's yeah. out and people also seem to enjoy that um death proof really enjoyed it uh J- jamie had never seen it so that was what prompted that um i think she enjoyed herself uh not the best Tarantino by far, but it's it accurately, I think, captures the B movie ness that it was going for, the grindhouse sort of feel. Tarantino has an eye for that. Uh good cast. It also does that great thing of have you guys seen it? Not for a long time. Yeah. Not for a long time. I don't remember okay. liking it too much. Okay. Well, um, it does that great thing of like takes a while and it establishes like, you know, this whole group of people for the first forty five minutes and they're hanging out and they're at a bar and blah, 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 and Kurt, Kurt Russell runs into them and all this stuff happens, and then they all get fucking killed, and then the movie kind of resets with this new group of women, and uh, I like when a movie kind of pulls out the rug from from you like that. He Did he direct that Death Proof, or did he, was that just like Kurt, a... So yeah, is that, yeah, is that directed technically it. one of his... Because he only did 10 films, right? Something like that, yeah. And does this or count as one of them? Or, yeah, it should. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um... But yeah, really enjoy it. And um, the car stuff is obviously really great. Zoe Bell, the uh, uh, stunt woman, is really awesome. It's fun that she's playing just herself. And she's like, I'm a stunt woman. That's why I'm going to be like on the front of this car, you know, driving around. And then they get attacked and uh, she's on the hood the whole time. It's it's insane, especially when she gets hit at one point and like completely spins around on the hood of a speeding car and like has to like hold on to the front of the grill. It's uh, so great. Uh, and that's about what I've seen movie-wise. Max, what about you? I've only seen a couple. Um, I saw Quiz Lady, um, which is Sandra O oh and uh, Aquafina. Oh yeah, sisters. yeah, yeah. That's why this sounds familiar. Yeah. For and some then... reason, I thought that was a, a show when I first saw the preview, and it, and it turns out it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, I saw it in the like thumbnails going by and and uh checked it out jenny had put it in our our watch list because sandra O is like all you know watch anything that she's in pretty much mm-hmm. like she's pretty great you know she's in like uh 19 seasons of Grey's anatomy if you want to check that oh. out <laughs> something short to catch up on Touché. <laughs> well i'll throw an almost in there then um but yeah i enjoyed quiz lady i thought it was fun uh, and actually, the um, most I've enjoyed Will Ferrell in a long time. Oh, wow. 
yeah, he has a kind of um, toned down role, mm-hmm. I guess, in this one. And uh, I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought, um, not that this has anything to do with Quiz Lady, but I thought he and Barbie, it was like the right, that was the right movie for his kind of energy. So it was mm. like the first the first time in a while I'd been like kind of not relieved to see him, but I was at least like this at least fits his energy. So it makes sense that he's there. My my gripe with that is just that it feels so much like his other characters. So it's like you're yeah. right that it's the right energy, but it's like, well, I've seen this kind of Will Ferrell character before. Yes. I yeah, yeah I won't dispute that. Sure, sure. This one is like it's not quite along those lines but it still does feel like a will ferrell character sure but like a, a different one than the one that he's been playing for a while mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought it was enjoyable i thought it was cute um check it out it's just a, a little funny movie mm-hmm. and yeah sandro and aquafina do a great job uh i also watched a french movie called smoking causes coughing which is about a uh, like group of Power Rangers, essentially, that have the powers of, uh, or they're each a ingredient in a cigarette. And so there's like nicotine and ammonia and stuff like that. But it's just a weird movie where they go on a camping retreat and talk to each other and tell ghost stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a strange movie, um, but it's fun. I would yeah, hmm. another recommendation. Give it a shot. It's weird, but but I like the title. Funny and interesting. The title's funny. yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, but that's it. That's the only two movies I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, so I watched Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Max, have you seen this yet? No, I still got okay. it. Okay. Um, I won't say too much about it to avoid spoiling it for you, but um, to me, I think they, I you know, and I'm hoping that the next movie is good, but I think they peaked at Fallout, and I think this is maybe a bit of a disappointing follow-up hmm. to Fallout. Um, I think the main antagonist is pretty weak, um, even if it did uh, awaken our president to the dangers of AI. Um, oh, that bad guy. I thought you were talking about the other bad guy. No. Uh, that was also kind of a weak thing, too. Um, especially, so they they kind of, they do a little bit of, like, retconning to, like, you know, introduce a villain that's been there the whole time. And, like, yeah, kind of. They're like, hey, by the way, this is someone that we've never met, but you, but someone knows. Or someone who's been behind the scenes the whole time. And just like, I don't like that type of reveal always. I think it's always kind of a little bit clunky. Yeah, sure. And I really... Again, I don't want to be too specific. I thought what they did with one character in particular, I thought really did a disservice to, I think, three movies of building with that character. Um, well, I, was, I have a theory, but I'll keep it to myself. I was pretty, dis- I was pretty disappointed with everything that happened with a certain character, but... Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was not my favorite one. I, re- I really had a great time watching it. Even still, with all my complaints about it, I, I still had a great time. But it was certainly, I think, probably my least favorite one since, like, two. What? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. So, yeah, wait, to be clear, like, nuts. least favorite, but, like, 
still like good. Like yeah, you still I, like it. It's I just, like it and, uh, compared to the other movies. Yeah, I just I, I don't know. There's some there are just some incredible set pieces and stuff in it. I really enjoyed, and I I need to go back and rewatch it because I am. I think I'll probably do it closer to the the next one whenever yeah. that's actually going to come out. But um, like I said, I have. Especially like what you mentioned, I think there's they might be doing something different than what we think, possibly. Sure. But, um, we're speaking very broadly, but I don't know. I think it's kind of in, I think there's some interesting stuff going on, even though it's weird and trying to be on the the pulse with some stuff. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Was but, Fallout the last one? Fallout was the last one. Yeah. I mean, like when I say it's my least favorite since two, like I really like three. I love Ghost Protocol. I really like Rogue Nation, and I thought Fallout was almost perfect so like it's it is like a it's a scale and like i still really like dead reckoning part one i just think like it in terms of especially a follow-up to fallout it's just it's hard to really live up to that to that standard but it's good i just you know oh i like the addition of Haley atwell yeah that's her name right yeah yeah she's she's a good addition it just yeah We'll talk. We can talk more in depth when Max has seen it. I don't want to. Hey, maybe maybe Max will pick it as his next movie. Who knows? <laughs> I probably come on, come on, please, please. Um, but that's it for movies I've seen, guys. Let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert, what have you seen? You know, the only real telly that I've been watching is we just watched the first um, couple episodes of the new Fargo season. It's out. It has mm-hmm. uh, John Hamm in it as a, an antagonist um, with nipple rings. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing I really enjoy is that it seems to be uh, doing some self-referential stuff that like the show has always sort of is set around Fargo and it's, you know, and doesn't have a connection to the movie per se, but does kind of, you know, have a similar vibe. And they've also done some weird stuff and seasons have somehow connected where like, you'll see like a younger character and that like, just is like in one scene or something. And then it's like, Oh, that's going to be that character in that season or whatever. Um, But this, I really liked, I don't know if you guys remember the Fargo movie early on uh, William H. Macy's wife is um, he has her kidnapped so that he can, uh, you know, they can pay the bounty and then he can get out of like debt goes to like his wife's uh, dad. Who's all stingy. He's like, no, we're not going to deal with these damn, you know, whatever. Um, and there's a great scene where she's, uh, you know, attacked by Steve Buscemi and um, uh, is it, it's not Reese Ifans. Oh fudge. I can't think of his name, but um, Peter Stormare. Um, she's on the, the couch, the wife, knitting and one of them i think stormare comes to the glass window and is like looking inside while wearing like a ski mask and like doesn't see her but is like you know casing it and then breaks the window and she runs upstairs blah blah blah. and in this one they have a very similar thing where this woman is being kidnapped except he's like wearing like a bag or something and looks inside and then when he comes in like she's gone and like there's a ball of yarn that she was holding by accident and is like stringing up the stairs but i was like oh i like that little that exact same kind of starting to this whole incident um there's also minor spoilers a part where they're just it's right set right around halloween so there's this whole scene that's set with this is halloween this is halloween <laughs> it just was funny to hear that like not in the movie mm-hmm. uh and um and then the other weirdest thing and this is also a spoiler but i never thought in a million years i would see the chiron during fargo that 
was a scene is happening and all of a sudden cut to black 500 years earlier. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And it was weird. And I'm like, I don't know what, where this is going, but this is really awesome. Like this is good television. So I highly recommend people jump on this because I, I'm expecting good things. Cool. Yeah. Is that it for Mm. you? Yeah, that's me. Okay. Max, what about you? Um, Let's see. I finished up Queer Eye. Uh, the the most recent season, and I thought it was pretty good, except for one episode. I didn't really enjoy. Do you have better taste now, and you've kind of your place looks better? You are dressing better. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say anything about what you looked like before, but I mean, this is, this is great. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's really helped me out. They came to my house and they uh... <laughs> put in. A, they put in wow. a new. They put in a new so say, light. They put in a new light in your office, and it's really made a big difference. And when yep, you said you yep, when you said you finished this season, you meant your you recorded your episode of the <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I finished it off. It's like, a full. Oh, they I came in. Finished the season. They yeah. came They're in. Like, it had to be a full season for everything they had to do for Max. Yeah, they, they, they were like, yeah. "This is gonna take a full season for this one." One IKEA light, <laughs> and it's really brightened everything up. So uh, thank you, uh, Fab Five. Wow, I really appreciate it. Now there was one episode where like a guy's um, girlfriend and maybe her kids. Um, like they are his sponsor or whatever they they put them i don't know what to call it they nominate him that's mm-hmm. it the nominators and then they spend the whole episode talking about her and how he needs to be better uh for her and stuff like that and he brings up a whole bunch of stuff about like you know his family and how he, he like never felt like his dad thought uh like he was ever proud of him or that like he's always comparing himself to his brother and stuff. And they just like really skim over that and go right back to like, Hey, you gotta like be paying attention to your, your wife here or your girlfriend, I guess. And it just seemed like, I don't know, like they, they were laser focused on this one. Don't thing worry. Yeah. To build don't worry about your episode. past trauma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically just like, uh, yeah, just build your life around this person. We can't fix any of that. Like, That's not interesting for us on the show. It, we're it's weird because all the other stuff feels like really, you know, like they're they're trying to help out and, yeah. and doing good. But this one, and it, it still felt like they were, you know, helping this guy out and that he was appreciative and stuff like that. But it also just felt like they had one thing on their mind and they weren't going to let anything like uh, move them away from that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, a lot of other really good episodes in there. This one, uh, like Lady Who Went to Prison and then like felt so ashamed that she never got back in touch with her kids after she was out 12 years later. That's rough. So, so it was like, yeah, it, there are some pretty heavy ones in there as always. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a good watch. Queer Eye is a great show. Um, I also watched, and I guess maybe this could have gone in the movie section because it's not really a TV show or Here anything. We go. But I watched the okay. Great, uh, Andrew, get ready to censor yeah. this. One long beep, please. Uh, I just watched The Greatest Average American, the Nate Bergetzi uh, comedy. Comedy special? special? I'll, I'll yeah. consider that a TV show. Yeah, that's kind of like a... You're, you know, oh, you're that... skidding on thin ice, Max, but this I think we're in agreement. <laughs> you see my point, right? It feels more like just a, a TV. Yeah, I feel like a special like is... I mean, like, also so much stuff is like not technically on TV anymore anyway, so it's just it's whatever. Yeah. We, but... Why do we even have these fucking segments? <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. It was pretty funny. This is after like watching him on SNL and and thinking, uh, 
he was pretty funny there, especially the first half. It was like pretty, pretty great. And he's one of those guys that it's weird. He kind of reminds me of the like blue collar comedy guys, except, in, except <laughs> enjoyable. He's like, he's oh. like along the edge of that. And like, he's actually funny instead of the other stuff. But then I watched some of his old stuff and I was like, okay, I know why I got that feeling. Cause he was that. And he learned not to do that. So people would like him maybe. Would you consider him one of the original Kings of comedy? <laughs> Clearly, but not as good, not as well dressed. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Greatest Average American is a pretty funny one. Um, I also watched Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. This is the Wes Anderson on Netflix. Uh, I guess there are three other ones on Netflix. Yeah, I forgot Wes to Anderson. mention that one time because I had that. I watched the Rat Catcher one at least. At least mm-hmm. I think. I thought this one. Um, it's an interesting story. But I don't, it's like um, from a Roald Dahl book. I don't think it needed to be a. TV what was that name? Roald Dahl, what's his name? Roald oh, it sounded like you said like Roald. You said a word weird. A word weird. I, oh, I that's right. I think right. I needed no, to point I it said, out. His name I... was Rorio Dahl. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> this this one. Huh, is this I what think, this feels like? Yeah, this is what it feels like. Um I thought that it could have stayed a book. Like, I don't think it really needed to be this show. Like they, they it, <laughs> some of the sets should have stayed the, the printed word. Yes. Some of the sets were good, but like, basically they had people just reading really quickly what was written on the page. And that's the interesting part of it was what was written on the page. And yeah. uh, like they even like every time they said, I said, or he, he said, she said, they would like turn to the camera and say that. And then there's yes. other, yeah, it's just like, which is like the quirky, maybe not the quirky part that you need in that. It was yeah. a similar thing with the rat catcher one where it was like, it was being sort of dictated almost. It was like, okay. and then the rat catcher appeared. He, he's, you know, he came, you know, you know, skulking down the alley of Ola and he's doing the thing. And sometimes he'll turn and say the thing it felt like. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe check that one out though. I feel like maybe that was working better for me, but. Okay. I, I, I might watch all four of them, but like, I, I might've just lost my like Wes Anderson thing like i just don't know mm-hmm. if did I you ha- watch his new one anymore uh yeah i did did um, you like it did... yeah did... i thought it was okay uh okay. but again i i just don't think it has that same energy and then i went back and mm-hmm. i watched royal tenenbaums with you guys or yeah. not with you guys but at the same mm-hmm. for the same episode and um and felt the difference it, like really it doesn't feel like the new ones have that <clears throat> same energy that they did and and these ones where they're just like turning to the camera and just reading a fucking script to the camera the entire time like really felt like that again i just when like, you oh, said okay, did you watch the new one Anderson. i yeah. honestly forgot that it was asteroid city i just totally was like oh yeah the french dispatch like i i like <laughs> it's it i watched it like watched not that it. long it's, ago and i don't forgettable i just it totally left my mind wow yeah. i still need to watch it i would i want to try and get it bef- in before the end of the year so i can because i feel like a lot of folks enjoyed it but um we'll see we'll see but yeah, I I feel like Wes Anderson at one point was a really big draw for me, and me I don't too. think I don't think he's that anymore. Me I think too. it's wow. Like, take take it or leave it. It's one of those things like, oh okay, I can watch that if we're watching it. But yeah, like, I wouldn't I would not watch it. if you yeah t- take it off my list. I'll be like okay, then I I guess I won't watch this, and, right. and that'll be fine. Uh, plenty of other things to watch. Uh, like the Great British Bake Off is the other thing that I've been watching a lot of this season's been really good i think everyone was kind of enjoyable and it's 
really gotten to the point where it's disappointing to see people go. Uh, I haven't gotten to the end yet. I had a theory early on that one of the underdogs was going to make it. And like this kind of happened in other seasons where you'd have one person where in the beginning, the first half of the show, you wouldn't expect them to make it past whatever episode you were on. And then they like kept making it through and then eventually became like started getting star Baker and then like won the whole thing. Um, and it, I kind of felt like there was one guy there that was going to do it, but we'll see. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, and then I've been watching a little bit of scavengers rain, but not really enough because it's too spooky for Jenny. <laughs> so like, uh, what? It has to be far enough before bedtime. Otherwise, there's nightmares involved because there's mm. like little little weird stuff going on. And, I think it's spe- ultra violence. Yeah, that's true. There is some there is some creepy stuff. And I feel like one storyline in particular is kind of like mm-hmm. there's like trauma and it feels sort of like weird and awkward. And uh, but I mean, I love I don't know. Yeah, I just hope I hope you get it to the end, though, because, man, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous show. And I wish it all the best. Yeah, agreed. I think I made it to episode six or seven, but like around, I think there was 12 episodes and around six, I was like, oh, I think there's one episode left. And then then you went like paved over. You're like, holy shit. Half of it left. Okay. Is it 12? Wow. I think so. I could be wrong though. Because I feel like they're, are they half Maybe you've only watched half of it. Oh God. (laughs) That's weird because it's a very definitive, you know, sort of ending and then there was credits, but oh, all right. Every episode Um, has credits. It's a TV show. Max. Yeah, I would hope so. You need to credit those people. Um, That was really good. I think I will probably uh, go back to it at some point, too, just to check out all the the weird shit going on. Yeah. 12 12 episodes. Just don't watch it that close to bedtime. Sure. I mean, for some people, that's not a big deal. Um, (laughs) Did you get to the... I'm going to speak very generally. Did you get to the part where there's like the woman... There's like the man and the woman that are traveling together... And at one point she finds like this weird plant in the middle of the jungle. Like she's like not with the guy for a, a minute. And there's just like a weird plant that she was checking out. Do you, is this too general? <laughs> uh, it might be too general. When you say like she is out there, was she kind of like in a maze like area? There's a maze like thing where it feels like they can't get through like a yeah, wall or yeah. something. Yes. I, I love that, that bit where she like, that she finds that thing that like opens up and it's, <laughs> it's just fantastic. fucking bizarre. Yeah. I was, I, someone else was saying that like, Someone else like watched it on my recommendation and was like, I think these people aren't being like safe enough on this weird alien planet. And I'm like, no, like apparently you just squeeze like critters and touch plants until they do stuff like, oh, this thing will be my, you know, I can use these as wings now. Oh, I can put this fucking thing over my mouth and it breathes for me or whatever. And it's just like, it's funny to me. I like that. It's like, so like, we never learn how they learn that. We do see them learn how to. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that they, they do have points where you watch them watch another animal do something and go, yes. I could also do that. And and it won't affect me biologically or anything bad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, that's not true. I mean, there's things there that definitely uh, don't vibe with humans for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I love that about it. Where like, it's, it's like dangerous in like a weird point and click inventory kind of way where it's like, yeah. use this thing on you. It's like, Oh, it worked. I guess like, Oh yeah. 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 You you can fly now for like a few, a little bit or something. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's so imaginative. It's really fun, really creative, really cool. That's really and good. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I get to the end of the 12 episodes. I believe in you. Thank uh, you. yeah. But that's all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I watched all of Scott Pilgrim takes off on Netflix Ooh, which oh, yeah, is you were saying you liked that last I time. liked I liked it quite a bit. It's uh 
yeah, it's, it's it goes in a direction you don't think it's going to go, and I, I enjoyed it a lot because I was like, oh, I went in thinking like it was just going to be a animation retelling of the of the comic and of the movie, and so and I was ready to enjoy that, but then when it by the end of the first episode, they really let you because the first episode kind of leads you into thinking it's going to be a retelling and then by the end of the first episode it's bang like a totally different outcome of something else and you're like oh this is so different so it really leads the series in a really fun direction and like a different main character for most of it too so like it's i mean oh the main character is scott but like there's a there's a person you follow for more than one episode that i think is it's a nice break from following Scott. Huh. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I really, I recommend it. I think you guys will both enjoy it too. The animation style is really reminiscent of the comic and the whole cast from the movie is back to do the voices for the yeah, that's pretty fun. cartoon. So it's fun to hear them. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. There's also like a, um, there's a funny, they have a director character in it named Edgar Wrong, which is, you know, clearly our boy Edgar Wright, but, um, so there's just like, there's little funny things in there too that don't, you know, obviously because it kind of veers off from the comic, there's a lot of new stuff they can throw in. That's pretty fun. So enjoyed it a lot. And then I caught up on invincible. Ooh. And yeah, it's good. I am with you that I'm a little bummed that they're taking a break. But but I think I heard it. Maybe we can confirm. But I think January eighth is when it comes back. So we have, so I think we have just like less than a month or just about a month as of this record. Sure. Uh, before it's back, so not too bad. But I I still I still believe that it is sort of a hype killer. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like there's no like. Wouldn't it be fun to be finishing out the year with you know an episode of Invincible and then you know right you know right around Christmas or after Christmas like it's done. Like I don't know. It just mm-hmm. feels weird to. I think if they're going to do it it this way, they might as well just release at like a comic book paste and do like one every month and you get like 12 episodes a year. (laughs) And then re-air, yeah, and then re-air like uh, like a trade paperback of them at the end of three months or something like that. (laughs) Every year you you can then watch the full season. Then you can watch, yeah, you're you're not allowed to, you can only watch one at a time. Like you can't binge them or like watch (laughs) the next episode. You have to wait. It is, uh, that I mean, would be good. I think that'd be a good model. I also, I think they're doing a good job of telling it in a truncated fashion, but also like, I don't feel like things are like, I'm not, I haven't read this, the parts of the comic that they're in for many years now, Yeah. but it, I'm sure that they're skipping over some stuff that I'd be like, oh, that would have been fun to see in the show. But, um, it doesn't feel like they're skipping over much. No. And then like, you know, doing slightly different things and addressing stuff in a little different ways. And um, I'm curious how, if they're going to still go the same routes as to because I feel like they've made some good changes, but like, you know, there's changes with Amber eventually. And mm-hmm. I, I, I did, I think I told, did I told you guys, I, I did it read, I read, read them all. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just like excited because there's so many villains and, and people coming up where I'm like, holy shit. Like they just introduced, um angstrom levy angstrom levy not to be that's not really a spoiler but um but i was like oh yeah he's like such a great big bad i love that character and then i was like you know read the whole thing and i was like holy shit there's this guy there's this person there's all this stuff and i was like oh my god i can't forget and i think i told you guys off air too like i just found it more satisfying than i remembered 
and I liked the approach on some stuff and, you know, very generally like invincible, like at some point it's like, I have to stop fucking being like, I can't just punch everything, you know, and win. I have to figure out a, a way to like stop threats before they happen, but still be, you know, fair and, you know, give people a chance and kind of does the no way home stuff of like, what if you could, what if you could tackle a villain's problem first and try and figure out a way to like make them not your villain or whatever. So yeah. I, I am excited for all that stuff. And I, I'm hopeful that they'll get to do, I know they were greenlit for another season at least. Um, and I hope the hype stays high and uh, they get to finish it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I enjoyed it a lot. Anyways, guys, let's get to the movie we watched this week. We watched Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is by Lord Miller. Um, the voice cast I don't have in front of me, but Haley Steinfeld uh, and the rest. I can't think of anybody else's <laughs> name right now for some reason. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's man. Island and uh, The Skipper 2. You got Jason Shameek, Schwartzman. Shameek Moore. Brian Tyrese Henry, Tyrese Oscar Henry, Isaac. Me, Jake Johnson, Luna Lauren Velez, Oscar Isaac, Jason Schwartzman, Daniel Kalua, Karen Sony, Shay Wingham, Greta Lee, Mahershala That's... Ali. I don't and... think he's the. I don't think he's the creamy alcoholic drink. I think he's Kaluuya, not Kalua. Kaluuya. Excuse me. Um, and then God, everyone, just... everyone but me, fucking up today. And then just a ton of. <laughs> really fun voice cameos that we can get to sure as we talk about the movie but um would you guys recommend people watch spider-man across the spider-verse it is streaming right now on netflix one million percent i really really like this movie and i'm very excited for the finale my first hot take though i think the name should have been swapped i think first one should have been across because it's like it's a spectrum of spiders that show up and then into because he's truly going into the spider verse and through portals and leaving his earth. Uh, and that way it would also be alphabetical when you released it, except, Oh, beyond is going to fuck that up. You know what? Scrap the whole thing. <laughs> Never mind. Fuck. Um, I, I, Zeon. Feel like, I feel like I agree with the alphabetical, but into, thank you into, and then across and then beyond makes sense to me. I'm, That's I'm like what I'm one in of camp the max rare here. Cases I think I was more, it was just more my alphabetizing thing that I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to make that work. Uh, fuck. I'm just, I'm just torn up about it, but it's one of the few things I dislike about the movie. So <laughs> I do agree with that. I, I wish that throw some fucking numbers on there. So the alphabet alphabetization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. how you pronounce it, Robert. Yep. Alphabetization. Yeah, uh -huh. you got to be very, uh, very specific and precise with it. You got to, you got to well, pronounce everything like elevation from that U two song. Elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this movie's great. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good continuation of the last one. Um, do you guys remember at the very end of the last one? Does it tie into a scene in this one 
like visually because I, I feel like it the, the it, it changes the visual a little bit that's what i thought right he's on his bed his aged and not as much as i thought he's not as old in the last movie as i thought and like, well, how long has it been like two or th- like two years or something <clears throat> since into the spider-verse yeah. yeah i'm trying to remember how long that was like 2018 right no but i mean like in the in, universe in of the universe because the... he's a 15 year old in this movie and like in the last movie when he's like supposed to be an eight-year-old it really seems like <laughs> i don't think he's supposed to be an eight-year-old in the first one <laughs> but he's like 12 13 or 14 right like it's, it's a year after the events there. of into the spider-verse <sighs> Is that true? Uh, and it does. It shows him like on one of his sketchbook panels, like, "Oh, I got a little taller. You know, I grew up, grew up a little bit." But yeah, yeah. He, but I don't know. I think if you go back and you watch that first one, like he does seem really young. Like I, I buy him as like a, you know, a a really young kid, like fourteen or fifteen year old or whatever, however old he was. Let's see. I... Um. Anyway, this doesn't really matter too much. But good radio. Uh... <laughs> It is interesting because they they pick up and they redo a scene, but it's got some different visuals because you know the new model of the fifteen year old. They kind of at the, it end, when it ends, she's like, "Hey, Miles, want to like hang out?" And he's like, yeah. "Yeah." And then like in this one, it's like it opens and she plops down, and, and it's like a little bit different. But what are you gonna do? And also the other visual thing, if I'm not mistaken, is Gwen talks about you know losing her pure Peter Parker in her dimension, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's an adult Peter Parker, right? I think like loses. Yeah. I think it's like a mentorish. No, that's her her best friend. Like they're the same. No, I know. But in the first movie, I think the visual of like, I lost like, you know, my Peter or whatever, my, or my Spider-Man. And I could have sworn he was like an adult Spider-Man. I don't remember that at all. I mean, I I could, I have not also not watched into the Spider-Verse in a little while. So it's, I could be misremembering that. I always thought that the story to my recollection was that it was always a best friend. Yeah, but I I think it was maybe meant to be like best friend and like mentor. Like he was also like helping her to be Spider-Gwen or whatever. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember that. But again, it's been a little while since I've seen Into. So happy to be wrong about that. Um, so happy to be wrong. But I would also recommend people watch the movie. I think it is visually beautiful. It's very interesting to watch at all times because there's it's not just the spider-verse animation style that we've now come accustomed to that like you know other movies have have used as well there's varying animation styles conflicting with each other throughout the movie also because they're pulling things in from different universes so every universe has a slightly different animated style to it and it's Mm -hmm. god it's fucking so fun to watch, especially when they get mixed in with the other Spider-Men. When they get mixed in, but like I cannot. I mean, like I, if you had to make me pick, like Gwen's world is just like amazing. I love the watercolor world. I love the scenes with her and her dad, and the way like the yeah. colors change is just like brilliant, brilliant yeah. stuff. It's, yeah, I think I said effective. it when we saw it, but like I think this is like the best looking movie, at least I've seen this year, if not ever. It's just like so so good looking. Yeah, and it's so weird that some of these. Like the the amount of things that they're pulling in order to create these styles is so nuts. Like early on, they have the vulture, and he's supposed to be like drawn kind of like a Da Vinci sketch. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's a th- made he's a three D character that's then been being converted into a two D sketch 
I believe mm-hmm. that's how it's done. <clears throat> and they also have like some Legos, which are very possibly just 3D models yeah. rather than like actual Legos. But it could also be Legos. So who knows? You you really like for a lot of that stuff, you don't know how far they went into it, how much of the effects like like Hobie's uh, guitar that he has slung over his shoulder is mm-hmm. always like a cutout. Yeah. And so you don't know if they like, you know, filmed an actual cutout piece of paper or just had a cutout piece of paper effect, probably the latter. But who knows? They do such a good job at that, like mixing those things together. And yeah, it's like one of those things that you can't stop just paying attention to little stuff, no matter what's on screen. It's just kind of like, wow, that looks neat. (laughs) That looks really cool. How'd they do this? Mm -hmm. How'd they do that? Uh, sometimes it's distracting and like, I never went back and I let, and like pause the scenes to see the million different, uh, spider people mm-hmm. walking around. Cause they would just, you know, have a shot where they would pan through the whole, um, spider complex with every single multiverse Spider-Man and then have big groups chasing, uh, miles where you could see probably 50 at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder how many, like, I know there's a ton of original ones and some just seem like, you know, a pretty, not like a, just, just a, just a literal palette swap, but it does feel like some of them are like, you know, this one's kind of like black and white and there's like webbing coming down on the design on this part and stuff. But, and then, then there's other ones that are clearly references to actual comic, you know, variants and stuff like that. And I, I appreciate that for a movie that, you know, there's so much multiverse stuff and some, some movies are doing it much better than others. This didn't feel there's uh, very obvious, you know, Easter eggy things because of that plot. But I think that it's crazy that it doesn't feel too egregious, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like they spend the whole time in the spider society to be like, look, it's this guy. It's this guy. It's like, there's a couple scenes where it's like, Hey, there's all these versions of this villains. Hey, you notice there's this, you know, Spider-Man on a horse, blah, blah, blah. And during like the chase scene. But I don't know. It, at least to me, it doesn't feel like it's taking me out of it in the way that some of that other stuff loves to kind of, point to itself yeah what did you guys think of because there's two specific live action cameos in this movie what did you guys think of uh the convenience store owner from the venom movies and then probably three then and then uh didn't like the venom the venom lady because i also feel like it's just a silly cameo i don't know um and and donald glover as uh i like uncle aaron from the live action mcu Mm-hmm. Or at least a version of it that yeah. he would then became the prowler. And I do, I did like that one. All right. And then I think you're forgetting. Um, I mean, technically like there's the part where they're explaining the spider verse and you see some live action. Oh, you see stuff. Garfield. Yeah. You see Garfield. There's in the background, you see Toby and his uncle Ben and stuff like that. So. Oh, I thought you, um, <laughs> for a second, I thought you were talking about the fucking cat that doesn't like lasagna when you said he sees Garfield. You see Garfield. Oh, rather yeah. than Andrew, Andrew <laughs> Garfield. Mean, when does call, when does call, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, she calls him Gar- Garfield. Um, why can't I think of his freaking name? Blue Spider-Man, fighter, Spider-Man 2099. Oh, uh, Miguel. Oh, when she first meets him. Miguel. Yeah, she's like guessing his name. So he did. So he did kind of make a cameo. Um, also, a very interesting cameo is the Insomniac Spider-Man. Was I thought was also a very yeah. interesting cameo there too. Yeah. So some of the stuff, I think. Uh, yeah, Robert, you called it out that the convenience store owner and that Insomniac Spider-Man kind of feels like that's where it touched on 
like oh yeah you're wb so you're throwing in uh well, the, sony the, specifically i think right? i know i know but yeah but i'm comparing it to like uh the several movies that they came out with with their sure. multiverse where they kept throwing in iron giant no matter how much oh yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. didn't apply you know yeah so that it felt like it was getting a little bit close to that where it's like okay you want to remind people that venom is a movie but I thought they did a good job keeping the character who they were and kind of like doing mm-hmm. what they could do with it. And then the like Insomniac Spider-Man um, was just a quick joke. Yeah, it's and like two seconds. Also, like that game rules. So yeah, it's like, right. yeah, yeah deserved. In I, fact, his I roommate is playing that here. game. When yeah, he comes yeah, times in through the window, he's just playing that Spider-Man game. Yeah, I, it'd be funny if he was playing that. Spider-Man 2 and he was like, this isn't out yet, but your, your kids are going to love it. <laughs> Um, you know what the the reference they make to another of the Sony Spider-Man movies, in quotes, uh, that I didn't really love, but at least it's just a little line, is Gwen comes back and they're swinging around and she's like, "Oh, it's so cr- great!" And there's this guy Miguel. He's like a he's like a ninja vampire Spider-Man, but he's good. And then and then <laughs> so annoyed by it. Um, and then Miles says, "Wow, a good guy vampire! I'd pay money to see that." <laughs> Ooh. rough just rough. just i i don't I, I hope that a lot of it went over some people's heads and then it was weird that then gwen said yeah it's morbid time and then they spent <laughs> like 20 minutes talking about how good the movie was and then they announced the re-release they yeah. announced it in... no they that was the re-release and, and then the they movie just, cuts yeah they play the starts they play the trailer you know, yeah you bought a ticket to see it wow Wow. Yeah, can it you works. believe can you believe I recommended it knowing that it, they're going to switch over to Morbin time? Uh, yeah, we both knew it too. We've seen the mm-hmm. movie and still um what do you guys think of Jason Schwartzman playing the I guess the primary antagonist of the movie, the spot? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, depending on who you are, you might call like, some people think Miles is the main or uh, antagonist. Right. Miguel might think, be the main antagonist. Like, Miguel yeah, might be the antagonist. Um I like him a lot and I think it's fun to have a villain that is has a goofy looks goofy has a goofy power is from old comics and I'm sure has popped up you know actual in other future volumes so they always reuse people but it's they it's make fun him to see a villain they make him so scary by the end mm-hmm. even just like by the time they get to boom batten and he's kind of already started to figure out what he can do to increase his power and yeah. he's just like you don't take me seriously. Like you're going to regret that. Just the, no, I please. I do. I do. Just the effects around him when he, you know, like merges with the collider and like, he's now more black. He's more black. And it's just like, he's cause like, I mean, he literally kicks himself in the butt in the movie. Like they do Mm -hmm. such a good job of making that villain where literally he pokes his foot through a hole and kicks himself in the butt to then like by the end of the movie you're like holy shit this man is going to fuck up some stuff like they did a really good job of like making you like genuinely mm-hmm. kind of like he's he's like a scary character by the end of it mm-hmm. but even like i he, peed my pants i, I mean mm-hmm. feel like he also goes away after Moonbatten, and then he does shows back up right before the end to be like hey this is gonna this bad stuff's gonna happen but mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'll see you then um wild wild stuff also <laughs> did you like that he was technically in the first movie. We just didn't realize it. Another, uh, another sort of early retcon oh, of like, Oh, he's been there the whole time. The guy, who got yeah, hit he, by the he's the one who got hit by the it's bagel. Like, and yeah. it, when it, when it gets hit, when he hits him, it does say bagel in the background. Uh, um, that's fun. Like he was yeah, also I, like, he was there in the control room, but we didn't realize it. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I, I don't know. Right. I think it's kind it's of fun right. because it's kind of cute. I feel like that's a lot of villains origins, right? Where like, 
your collateral damage of a fight or a conflict, um, mm -hmm. which is a similar same thing. I did really uh, enjoy but... it in the other Spider-Man when Mysterio was that the whole Mysterio group mm. uh, turned out to be like people who were insulted by that... Tony Stark's. That was fun. I liked. That yeah, actually. I thought that was fun. Uh, I, this one was okay. It just seemed like, hey, remember when we did that bagel? Mm -hmm. It felt a little bit like that. And we're like, yeah, I liked it. Well, it, was, he, it was fun. Yeah, yeah go, he, go for it. Okay, so now that's the villain here. All right, lore. Is that uh, you laughing? Lore, lores, lore, lore, lore. lore. Yeah, that's how I laugh. Um, <laughs> I so like I know that this was the first half of two. Three, I guess this is like the f second the third of second part of a trilogy. Whatever. Yeah, and that uh, going in knew that there was going to be a third movie. And I know this is the lame thing to do, but I feel like they didn't necessarily end it where they should, should have. have. It I didn't agree with feel that. like, yeah, it didn't feel like it. Um, it left off in a good place for the next movie. It felt like they they either they like went too far or they they kept going too long. I don't know which. I think you probably could have done either, but like right where they left it, I I think probably toning it back a little bit and not quite, quite going as far would have been the way to do I it. I think I agree. Mm -hmm. I think I agree with you, Max. I think if they had maybe cut off like maybe 15 minutes and like mm -hmm. the, the movie ends with him realizing he's in Earth 42 and not Earth 1610, mm -hmm. I think that would have been a great place to leave off because like, I really like the movie a lot. I was by the end of the movie, like it's going on a little long. Like, and even though I really like it and this is my second time seeing it, I was like, mm, they could, I feel like they could trim off something here at the end and leave something for the next movie. Cause I think introducing like, um, uncle Aaron again, met, you might've been able to get away with that, but then having the whole storyline of him being tricked into yeah. the thing, I just think that they were going a little long in the tooth there. Yeah, I feel like that that stuff could be the reveal of the next movie. Yeah, right, right off the bat, you're like, oh, what you thought you were seeing at the end of the last movie isn't actually what's going on. Yeah, but instead, it was just kind of let's reveal this and like hope that you're really in the edge of your seat for this. But you're like, it doesn't give you that closure, which like maybe the point of this, but it also like I feel like hurts the movie that that you are making right there. Yeah. I wonder like, if it's, I wonder if it was like truly because I don't think he's in the movie. Otherwise, I wonder if it was just to get Mahershal Ali in the movie in the credits. Yeah. Uh, it could be, I feel like they could have had some of that ending though, before the reveal of what's actually going on. Sure. You just have the, like what's going on here. Right. Yeah. Like the question you have that question of, Hey, let's talk about what's happening here rather than like reveal the whole thing. Mm hmm. I, I kind of like the, I like sort of where they leave it with the cliffhanger. And I think because this movie literally starts with Gwen and the whole intro before we even get the title sequence is sort of her story of how she goes into the Spider-Verse. Oh, into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You know, it is a good movie. <laughs> um, I, I like all that. So it does feel like it's sneaky, her story running alongside Miles's. Mm -hmm. And it feels like for me, it's a satisfying sort of bow on some of her stuff because she does get to go back she has to confront her dad and then she realizes that like one of the reasons well the whole reason that they're chasing this kid down is because there's these immutable times that you know canon events that have to occur but mm -hmm. 
but there are ways to change it. And mm -hmm. Miguel might be wrong. And maybe he's got, maybe his heart is in the right place, but he, he experienced one version of something that happened when he interfered and it caused the decay of that world. Here's my other question though. Well, sorry, I'll finish my other one though is so I kind of like the clay for that reason because it feels like Miles needed another thing to be like pushed into the next movie and hers wrapped up in a way where she's like assembling the team. And I just kind of like, like that, but I guess but my I, question, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I guess I kind of feel like they already have that. Miles has that realization and doesn't have to be restated where he says like, you know, basically we don't have to do it the way that you've been doing it just because you've been doing it. Let's try something new way earlier than that. He's like, I can and, do both. Yeah. And then you can just, that can be the end. Mm -hmm, and you just kind of leave it in a place where, where things you feel like you just had this, you just had this one reveal, but all your characters are kind of like in a stationary position rather than like locked up. Right. Like you, you have them in this lull where you're ready to go into the next one. You're ready to think about what just happened. You're ready to like ponder and, and explore that stuff rather than like, okay, we know where this next one is going to pick up and it better pick up running. Like it doesn't need to be that like it will do it when it comes out. But for the time in between, we're supposed to be kind of like, all right, we we've we're processing the, the movie that we just saw rather than like maybe thinking of the possibilities rather than, okay, we're thinking about what, what the very next step is because mm -hmm. we've already been led right to where the next movie begins. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I see your point, but I'm, I just, I kind of like how it all, they, it's also sort of like, it feels like some really good juicy stuff and some good story stuff. I love like the revelation that we're like, miles is like, why am I not allowed? Like this guy's been Spider-Man for six months and he's allowed to be here. And it's like literally every other fucking Spider-Man is in it. And the fact that he was never supposed to be one. And I don't know. I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm glad they took their time. So for it to end sort of where it did, I didn't really mind. It feels like they just wanted to do a lot. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. agree to disagree. Yeah, I'm do, not, I, I understand no, I though. That. I do kind of get that. Yeah. I understand that too, that like it does do a better job of wrapping up that. Why what's going on with, with miles. I do. I do want to mention something though. So, so he, Miles inadvertently helps save the Captain Stacy of Moonbatten, the the Perbeter Pabakar uh, dimension. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure in the comics he's just called like Spider Man India or whatever. Yes. So I don't know if, what's a, if he has a better name or not. Um, and so it's this thing of like, okay, you, he was supposed to die. Like something was supposed to happen to make this a canon event, or his either his Gwen was supposed to die or the Captain was supposed to die, and once that happens the world starts to decay and a whole crew shows up from the spider society and it's like hey we have this big ship and these machines and we're going to try and stop this from happening now and it's like so they have a team like these things have happened before like canon events have been disrupted and it's caused these decays which they have a system in place to then go and stop it mm -hmm. so what is the ultimate fate of that world like if they save it does someone still have to die that's essentially a captain stacy does that Peter Parker still get to be Spider-Man without that trauma? Like, I'm just kind of curious what what kind of sense that makes. Or if, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if we're going to find out that, like, it's just, it's, you know, the kind of, like, boomer attitude of, like, look, I went through a trauma, and therefore, like, I because I can't see outside of my own experience, I see it as 
every Spider-Man has to go through a trauma and that's going to end up being the thing where it's like, this doesn't even necessarily have to be this way. We just all have to like, you know. It, it is sort of surprising how many people, like basically the entire Spider Society is like, yeah, we all agree that like Uncle Ben needs to die, our Gwen needs to die for us to become Spider-Man. Like, like his, his mentor is like, most of us wouldn't even be here. And it's like, so what happens then? Like, is if the consequence is that your, your universe starts to tear apart, but the spider society will show up and repair it. Why does that need to happen? And I, why is he so convinced that doing that will then cause the collapse of all these other ones? He went to the other world and replaced himself, Miguel, and it did cause the whole world to destroy, be destroyed. And then he was like left alone and, and, you know, had to go back to Nueva New York or whatever. Um, I think it is. So it's it, weird. Was a, it was a weird, um, like story to choose when I guess I don't, I haven't read the comics and I don't know what the canon event leads to, but he's already Spider-Man. This isn't the event that like leads him to become Spider-Man. He's been swinging around already as Spider-Man. Like, I don't know what this death is going to do besides traumatize Gwen. Right. Right. Or or traumatize the dad. If, if it goes the other way, I mean, again, they, they've sort of established that there's been so many, canon versions of spider-man where all of these key characters have to die for it to continue him to continue his journey and be like oh you know aunt may passed away or oh this person you know you know this captain stacy you know died and now i feel horrible and then eventually a gwen or whatever um so it's it's interesting because it's it's meta but it's also sort of calling into question like if this happens are you you're apparently not just doomed like you uh, there's a whole there's machines that they have built that they can go in and like we're gonna try and save moon batten it's like so then what's happened? Like, so you can break a canon event, but you just have to come and fix it a little bit. Like, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I, they and again, have, I love this movie. They have just... those wristbands too. Like even the existence of someone in like in another world is, you know, odd to the fabric of space and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just put a wristband on and they're okay. Like also, that, that's not a possibility. How, <laughs> how pissed would you be if you were all these other spider people? And it was like, if any of you had convinced Captain Stacy to stay in his position, not even quit the police, just stay, just stay, don't rise up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Like, would that have worked? Like, is there a way to not have Gwen die that still lets you experience? Lo- I guess the problem is that like all of these in interpretations of Spider-Man have like, they ha- there almost has to be, there has to be loss and stakes and people in danger because otherwise he won't learn and grow. And it just sucks that when you, pan out and you see that all these other versions have experiencing these things but sometimes it just means going in with the you know miguel's machines and trying to repair it or apparently he, your your dad can be like or your captain stacy can be like oh i'm just not going to become a captain it's like oh okay we solved it, <laughs> but like, it, it isn't that I mean, breaking a canon event like i don't yeah, know yeah i mean i think it does right aren't they saying that like if he never I mean, I think it's weird the idea that he wouldn't, you know, that it wouldn't happen to him if he wasn't in that position. But like, I guess that's that's time. He's immortal. Like, He's immortal yeah. now. <laughs> he just never um, dies. We haven't really uh, talked about him, but did you uh, did you like Spider Punk? Yeah, I thought he was pretty. Yeah, I thought he was pretty cool. Um, I I mean, I think he is a. It's weird because a lot of people are like, yeah, that guy's dope, but he also seems like a parody of that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's just, oh yeah, he's that ultra um, anti-establishment, yeah, anti-establishment, but also anarchist. a rock star, but also yeah. like, yeah, and then like also, cool, yeah, like... has to has to throw in stuff here and there, um, but yeah, he he's cool. The animation style is incredible. 
I, I do think it's interesting that like they introduced the Moonbatten and they were talking about like the um uh like oh this is where the British Parliament like totally fucked us up for hundreds of years, right? And then uh they they hop over to Hobie, the very British guy, and he's like, Oh Hobie, I love you, blah blah blah. And I know it's like a different it's not like yeah. any British any British person represents in like British colonialism, but it is interesting that they're like if you're gonna bring that up already that you don't like that his next best friend is a British guy. Also, like and, so, and it's like Moonbatten. So it's it so like. it's Moonbatten. So it's like, is it in Mumbai, but it's like a Manhattan version, or is it like Manhattan v- with like Indian influence, kind of like San Francisco? And if so, why is there still a British museum where they're like, oh, we're still keeping all the Indians stuff, people's stuff here? And it's like, why now? You you can you can put it anywhere now. <laughs> like, so I I still like that though. I love when they first show up Moonbatten is so cool and I love his fighting style with his little his little like yo-yo kind of thing uh the whole chai tea conversation also calling out spot and being like don't come to India and do this freaking you know finding yourself shit like this is bullshit (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's like I didn't mean that um I love it I especially love that he is uh that Spider-Punk is you know all about chaos like he's the only one who like Spider-Man, they put him in the freaking shield, Miguel, and they're like, Miguel, stop. What are you doing? Like, he's going to freak out when you do that. And then he's the one who's like, hey, remember, put your whole palms on there and helps him break out. And he laughs when he blows it all up. And mm-hmm. then he's like, by the way, I'm out of here and like dips out. It's uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. It is. I think if you really think about it, it's a little shocking that every spider person is convinced like, oh, we all have to have this trauma. Miguel is right. And we'll we'll make sure that future Spider Men will also experience this, you know, you know what, no matter what. You know what I want to know? What was Peter Parchkar's trauma? <laughs> well, I mean, I think we'll he was like probably like rear ended. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I missed it when it first came through. Peter Parchkar. Yeah, Peter Parchkar. Because I thought it is it just the, the car that the like Japanese Spider Man drove around in? think nope. so is i think that was like a, it looks I, like the spider buggy to me which is kind of like the open air jeep one that I, i've seen I, I used to have a figurine i think of him I, it looked like the old spider buggy or spider car I was think, it ever called peter parked car before no that? i think that is an addition <laughs> i believe that's an addition for the movie and it's very funny yeah yeah it is a um i guess it is a so comes from earth 59 53931 um current alias the spider mobile but i mean yeah spider mobile yeah it is a sentient version of the spider mobile but i think for the most part most of the spider variants were things that have appeared in a comic at some point so like Mm -hmm. they were clearly i mean i think you're probably right they skirted the line of like having a little too much like indulgence in terms of like look at all the things we threw in nerds and also like just having fun of like, hey, how many fucking Spider-Men can we like research and come up with and throw sure. in here? Mm-hmm. It feel I just I like I said, I just feels like not super egregious, even though it's gonna be too much for some people, no matter yeah. what. Um what was, was the other one I liked? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh Andy Sandberg is Ben Riley being this like very emo, like oh yeah, dude. from that era yeah. of comics. So, oh, so that much was, trauma. That was really oh, funny. The, yeah, the uh, he also narrates spider. what he does too. The he's Scarlet like, Spider. An, yeah. He's like a noise in the alley. I'm going to investigate. Yeah, like, 
I love. I mean, like it's a it's a great co- like it's a great costume. I it's one of my favorites in the Spider Man games. The Scarlet Spider costume. Yeah. I think it's I think it's so that cool. kind of tattered blue over the so yeah yeah um, such a good costume. It's one of those Boba Fett situations where the character wasn't as cool as the, yeah. co- the costume was. Yeah, sure. I think he looms of. large in people's minds because of the visual and less about yeah. the stories. Yeah. Um, I do. It is a little disturbing that both Peter B. Parker brings his daughter Mayday. Mm-hmm. With a web slinger into battle, it's like okay, this is this seems bad. But also that is it Jessica? What's Spider Woman's name? But she's like pregnant, like she's oh, fully uh, pregnant. Yeah, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew. Jessica yeah. Drew. And like at one point, like you know, she's you know she's tracing down Miles on this highway in the the future, and he like webs her to this you know this bus, and she like slams in, and I was like. Oh my God! Like, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't be doing this right now. In her in her um, dimension, pregnancy works differently, so it's actually fine. Yeah, she has a, a like, egg sac inside, so there's a million kids. So Jessica Drew is a character that's been around. Has she known for the motorcycle? Like, she was always on a motorcycle in this movie. Uh, I am sure there are versions that have the motorcycle, but I she, the original Jessica Drew is like the red suit with the webbing between, and I and I and like I think long black hair, and I feel like it's just a different iteration i don't i don't know if this is like an original take on it for the movie or if it's from a wasn't the original source. with red hair isn't that the original spider woman no i'm pretty sure it's black hair and it's the white eyes but she has like more of her 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 mouth is exposed and then it's like red with black lines and white obviously because most comic characters were you know especially when from when she was conceived okay red hair there's, no, I there's think she, a, yeah. there is a spider woman with red hair. Like it's like a black oh. costume and red hair. Am I? Am I? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. maybe not Jessica Drew. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think so. that's just Spider Woman or something, or one of the Venom a women different. or something. Yeah, Lady Venom, Lady Venom, as she likes to be called. Um, yeah, Venom. I just, I just, re- I just really love uh, what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun to have. I think this spot villain. I'm interested to see. Yeah, you know how they. Uh, conclude that i'm excited to see um miguel maybe try and team up with the the miguel from his actual earth and you know maybe he'll bring him to his side and they'll have a prowler fighting with them yeah Uh, Um, i do think it's also worth noting that the sequel has been pushed back beyond the spider-verse was originally supposed to come out in february of 2024 and they have pushed it back and lord and miller have been on record saying like it comes out when it comes out. We are not overworking our animators. We're not going to make them work unreasonable hours. This movie comes out when it's ready. So, like, I think that is a admirable thing to do and a thing worth celebrating that not a lot of studios or creators are willing to go to bat for. And they were just like, yeah, look, if this movie comes out a year later, then it comes out a year later. Yeah. And I... The, re- the real reason, though, is so they can find out how to put Dakota Johnson in it. <laughs> <laughs> Madame mm. Webb, and and the rest, as Andrew likes to say, the whole other, all the other people in it. That look, is so many characters to introduce. Look, I think Madame Webb's gonna be good. Really? I'm I'm I'll be on record. I could be totally wrong. I think Madame Webb's gonna be at least decent. Ooh, all right. I know what you're oh. picking for that month. Over <laughs> over and under over and under for uh, Craven. Which one's better? Oh, uh, I think Madam Web will be so much better than Craven. It, yeah, Craven mm. gonna be bad. How about Craven, box office? Craven gonna be bad. Oof. <laughs> Gosh, now you're asking me to calculate sexism, also. Yes. 
generate the God, numbers. Does I bet Craven does a little better. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think that Madam Web's gonna be a better movie. I think Craven is gonna generate yeah, I, better I mean numbers. I bet Madam Web bombs. Like I bet it is not well I bet Craven bombs too, yeah. to be honest though. Yeah. It's just it's just funny because like I I want a I think a movie with Craven. I know like I haven't played the new game with Craven, you know, Craven's a villain in the new game. I think all of these, you know, silly villains can be great when they're fighting Spider Man. And when you have a movie where it's just about the villain and they're not even like allowed yeah, contractually. I kind of like, want to know where he comes from. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it's just a wild. Ah. Plus the other thing that's like Craven is like a gross hunter man that like kills nah. the mightiest beasts. And it's going to nah. be a whole thing where he's going to be like, I no, wanna... I, I shan't hurt animals in this one. Actually, it's going to be like that. It's just, it's going to be bad. I want my he's guy to be have hunting some... Tofurky. <laughs> yeah. He shoots a Tofurky in the wild and he's like, ah, dinner's ready. I'm like, sir. Um, and then like, should, should you hunt? And they're like, well, you won't hunt animals. We we get that. It's you're progressive. It's 2023. Will you hunt man? It's like, oh yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll fucking hunt man for sure. Spiders, a hero. Spiders, men. Sure. It just feels like they're not gonna make them like. He's gonna be like an antihero or like a yeah. thing of like. What stupid thing will make him be like hear about Spider Man and be like, ah, oh, I have to. I mean, clearly he's not gonna have any. You know there'll be no Spider-Man connection. It's just it's just frustrating. I I, I, I don't hope, know why they keep trying to do this. Shit. I hope at the very least we get a scene of Aaron Taylor Johnson feeling kind of sick. You know what I mean? Like just oh mm. I don't feel so good. I gotta get my Craven suit on. <laughs> like uh, the one with the big the wing the one with the big mane of uh, lion fur. Yeah. No, no, perish the thought. I would never. <laughs> and then it's just tofer layers of tofurkey behind him. <laughs> As, well, as somebody who's eaten tofurkey. plenty of tofurkeys, they do offer, they get off some pretty good padding. I'm just, you know. <laughs> as someone who's eaten them, I'm also someone who's worn them. They, well, the villain, I'm just saying. Shot they by can, the villain at the end of the movie and then he opens it up to reveal like he has a, a bulletproof vest of tofurkey. That they could be, the be a little bullet. tough to cut through is all I'm saying. So I think they could offer some protection. So ah, it's like, nice. all, I'm, all I'm saying. So anyways, any final thoughts on Across the Spider-Verse before we head out? It's, or Madam I, Web or Craven. Or no, we don't have to hear about that. Uh, or field roast. Or field th- roast. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie's great. I am very, very excited for the next one. I um, hope it ends well. Uh, this will be a, a truly amazing trilogy if they can pull it all off. And um, yeah, watch it now, especially since it's more widely available. Yeah, Max. Yeah, uh, I really like Field Roast. I think that not enough people know about it. Not enough people know that it's the vegetarian Good. option that really tastes like. Hey, to quote Donald, Donald it's Glover. Crazy. Yeah, it's Good. It's good. Uh, I also like Across the Spider Verse. I hope they uh, split the last movie into two movies uh, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts a. Let's just keep it. No, it's, it, it cuts off at the credits, and they're like, "Hey, listen, we we love our artists, but this is this is what the other half of the runtime is. So next year, you can watch who made it." <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's good. I'm excited to see where it's going. Uh, there, I, you know, any movie's going to have some things that you can nitpick, but uh, overall, it's just a really enjoyable movie. And the first movie's great. Uh, keep watching them over and over again because they're fantastic. And I will say, yep. uh, flock to the theaters on February 14th, 2024 to see Madam Web starring Dakota <laughs> oh, Johnson. Oh, it's a Valentine's Day. It's a Valentine's Day. Take your sweetie. Wow. Take your sweetie to go see Madam like, Web. Um, 
Let's make sure. Honey, this movie... it's female power. There's a ton of there's a ton of new Spider Women. So let's go see it. And uh, that's that's my that's my final thought. So, anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.